Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. Joining us now, Nathan Chapman of Pro Kick Australia. How are you, Nathan? How are you going, guys? Very well, thank you. I want to sort of start us off. We know you've been on a lot of the different SEM platforms before, but for people who are hearing your name and your voice for the first time, how does a former number two AFL overall draft pick find himself in Green Bay? Well, uh, actually, that, well, that took about three years, about 400 videos, 2,000 emails, and lots of late nights. So uh, it took a long time, but... Uh, I guess it sort of paid off in the end to um, you know, to be able to finally make a connection and, and get a chance of having a workout over there. Now, the key word in there was videos. Oh, did I say that was probably beta VHS? Actually, it was, <laughs> it was, it was probably. Yeah, How many of those uh, you have to send out? Yeah, I actually I did. I had a stack of them. They was it was yeah it was beta VHS tapes. Wow, thanks for that. Nathan, who actually taught you the technique of punting? Because obviously you're now the guy who, who teaches most of the successful guys in the college and, and the NFL. Who actually taught you the, the technique? Um, you know, there was a lot of, I won't say trial and error. So in terms of when I went over there, I now look at some of that film and then almost cringe and see exactly what I would try and change as a, um, a student coming into our program. So when I first went over there, I was my first, I guess, initiation to American football was at a Ray Guy punting camp. So I guess I was probably taught initially from Ray Guy himself. And um, and our relationship started in that, that I would then go back to his, um, you know, and, and work and visit him and sort of learn more off him and watch the videos. But then when I got and brought those skills back here, I then had to make a bit of an adaptation between what he was teaching, but then also the, the skill set of an AFL footballer or anyone who's kicked a, an Aussie rules ball because they were coming from a different, I guess, avenue of learning how to kick. Well, we knew how to kick. We just had to change it so that it, it fit the format of American football. And that's probably changed a little bit because when we first started sending guys over, they wanted to see us look exactly like an American punter. But now it's show me more of the Australian skills. The pooch punts. Yeah, but also they're now more accustomed to seeing guys kick it a little bit differently and, yep. and get a very good result. So they're, they're okay to be able to say, I don't need you to look like an American and you hold the ball funny or you've got to point your toe a bit further or do something different. They're not as so much set in their ways on the skill set, they, they obviously now just look for the outcome and, um, and make their, you know, their decisions based off that. Do you see more of, um, and for those who watch a lot of college football rather than NFL football, you see a lot of the shield punt style in the college more than you do in the NFL, almost where they're rolling out, able to kick on the move, things like that. Are they the sorts of things that you're finding more colleges that you talk to for your guys are looking for? Yeah, we've we've changed the way we I guess recruit players into our program. It, it it used to be I need an X factor in power, distance, and hang time, 
and now it's we can accommodate for guys who have what you would call the pro style punt with the you know the two step spiral which is hanging high and long, and then but we've also got some coaches who are requesting um, guys who can kick left and right foot so um, and not necessarily have the booming leg. Yes, they like to see it, but they realise that the uh, being able to move the move the pocket out and, and roll and, and kick it creates time and it creates, I guess, a little bit of separation in in the defence type thing and that allows allows you to get out closer to the sideline and certain things like that. So we've had um, coaches request nothing but, and I think there has been a, quite a shift. So when we discuss this type of thing with coaches, we'll we'll particularly ask them, do you want to run a pro style punt or do you want to roll out? Australian rules punt and um, and then we select our player that might suit the best and obviously that helps set up the the kid a lot more or not they're not all kids obviously some are quite older um, putting them in the best position for success well then that's what we're after there's no point I guess part of our programs about assessing and profiling each player what can they handle what's their I guess their competitive nature what's their professional nature what what are they going to? We want them to thrive. We want them to succeed and enjoy their career, as opposed to be overwhelmed by 110,000 people. And I guess you know we've noticed over the last couple of weeks we would have seen um, what happened at Michigan and you know the the social media outcry and blah blah blah. You've got to be able to handle that. So if there is someone who's a quiet to the type of guy who's got a, a good skill set and kicks left and right foot, well, that means we're not going to put him at Alabama who's going to be crazy intense and want to kick massive spirals. So it's a, it's a, we do really try and place them in the right spot because if you're enjoying where you are, well, there's no reason to want to come home or um, you know if it's not going well, you'll get down in the dump. So uh, certainly something that we do look at. Yeah, and and you've had some some really success. You've had some great success in the NFL at the moment. A guy that that we've we've taken a bit of a liking to after having him in for an interview, Tom Hornsey, or as we named him, the Hornsey Devil. How yeah. do you think he's going to go next off season? We're, we're, we're rooting for him to, to get another gig. The Dallas Punters had a, a fairly good season. What's what, what? What would his next? You know, his options be for next season. Well, I guess the the reality of this time of year and when you're trying to break in, you're you're unlikely. Tom's unlikely to go into a roster elsewhere now, um, given when there's two or three weeks left in the season, and a team needs to change. Yes, but generally, generally, unless you're a seasoned player, you won't go from team to team. If you're a rookie and haven't played the only real opportunity you get to play is with the team that you trained with in the off-season. And then you might have workouts during the year. So Tom will be, you know, we're looking at getting Tom a few workouts during this season. Basically, the plan is to set yourself up for next year to show coaches that, hey, you're going to go higher on our radar and you're going to, you know, you're worth bringing in for a workout and, and getting on a, you know, um, a roster come early next year. So, um, having said that, staying in America is really difficult. So, I would say we've got until you know November, or December, and then it'll, it'll start to get cold, and then we'll be looking for some workouts. If not, it's back here and it's three months of training, and we go again um, and put the feelers out. But 
if you don't make it, and you're right, Chris Jones has had a great, he's actually had a really good season, um, punting wise. You know, if you if your backup provides the the pressure for you, to, you know, for you to either step up or or step across. And um, this year, Chris has been really good. I think he's felt the pressure there from Tom, um, and good on him. But you know, we certainly would like to see Tom on a roster because he uh, he certainly got that ability to play in the league. It's now um, you know one of the most sought after spots. You know, there's not many available, so you get it when you can. Turning to someone who is on an NFL roster and performing pretty outstandingly for mine, Jordan Berry. I'm going to take a tiny claim to fame with him. I did coach him on a junior state trip at one stage when he first was in your program. Um, and he was only allowed to do kickoffs and punts, but he kept sprinting downfield to try and make the tackle on the kickoffs to make his tape look better um, until I believe someone from your organization saw the tape and told him to cut it out. We managed to get him to stop doing it. Um, he's going outstandingly this year. You must be pr- proud as punch. Yeah, look, he's uh, you're right. I do. I sort of do remember having that conversation. Say, hey, Jordo, keep your just. You know what, mate? You've got something else you need to worry about. We'll we'll be fine. Just um, you know, make sure that you can punt. But he again, he was a, a, a very good athlete, and I guess had the had the passion to to want to make tackles and try and catch the ball. But we had to pull his head in a little bit. Um, He's gone really well. Look, he started off really well. He's had, you know, he's had a couple of punts he'd like to bring back. Um, I think this season's, you know, it's now sort of going to come into that period where it gets windier and colder, and um, now he'll, he'll need to really settle down and focus on making sure that that the job that he does is good. It doesn't need to be great. It just needs to be good. And if you take that that pressure and stress off yourself when it gets windy, you've just got to. You don't always need to kick your best kick ever. You just got to do what the coach wants, and um, sometimes the fans may not see that. You know, the coach might say, "Hey, listen, important time of the game. Just give us a 38-yarder fair court." You know, and the fans might say, "Hey, that's why didn't he kick it 60 yards?" But there's there's certain times where now he just needs to do what's right for the team and not try and you know be accurate to the millimetre and putting it on the one yard every time. He's just got to do a good job and settle through the rest of the year um, so that they can, yeah, if they get a, a, a shot in those playoffs that they're they're up and about and ready to go. But And then he'll be fine. Set himself again for next year and, um, and build, get stronger and understand the game more and, uh, and go again. And, and one thing I have noticed, looking at the punting stats, I know Brad Wing is, isn't one of your boys, but one thing the Australian punters seem to excel at, and they're both tied leading the league, is the inside the 20 punt, which is very important. And you know, fans and people who aren't as into the NFL might not realise that that's probably more important than your averages, than your net averages and, and your punt averages, is to actually pin teams down inside the 20. Is that something that Australians always excel at or is it just a bit of a coincidence this season? Oh, um, we, we've got a rule in any of our coaching that no matter where, I want to say no matter where you are on the field, but we've basically said if you've got the ability to kick it, you know, 50 and 60 yards, put it at the five-yard line. We, we try and teach them to be more precise with, with where they place it, and we still do train for it. So we train a lot now on doing the Aussie drop punt midfield and putting it at the two-yard line. It's Because it is a different ball, and it still is a skill set. And when it's windy, it's difficult to control. So we practice it as much as we can. Um, 
you're right, it is a great stat. And if you can put it inside the 20, again, the, the percentages of that team then scoring on that next drive is greatly reduced. So, um, you know, you'd like, you'd like to also think if you've got a lot of inside 20s and your average is, you know, 43 yards, you're probably thinking that your team's going okay because you're, you're always punting around midfield. So um, it's certainly as important as, as anything. I think there's the inside 20 and then um, all you've got to show is when you're backed up that you can you can kick that thing as, as far as anyone else in the league and then you should have a pretty good career. Yeah, exactly. And, and those boys both seem to be doing really well. And hopefully um, the, the Hornsey Devil can get himself going in the off-season. Look, th- there is one more thing I want to bring up with you, Nathan, before I let you go. I have a bit of inside intel that uh, Blake O'Neill, obviously in his senior year, leaving Michigan. Is there another one of your boys maybe coming in there to play under Coach Harbrow? There better be. <laughs> I've, well, I've, uh, I've heard some pretty good, uh, some pretty accurate insight that... You already have someone in there that it's a little bit secret, though. Would you like to break some news for us? Um, I'll, you know, I'll always break some news, um, but I'll only ever break the news when um, when everything's signed off. But we do our utmost to know that um, you know it was important for Blake to have a good season, so that you know, uh, like, you know, it's like all of our guys, we we choose them on character to join our program along with their ability, and then their job, they become role models and they become ambassadors for um, other pro-kick students. And if they do a good job, they open up the door and give an opportunity for another student to follow them. And that's what we require of them. We train them to a level to succeed, out, out um, do the coach's expectations so that the coach rings up and says, I want another one. And that's what we hold our players accountable to. So... If we think Blake's doing his job, then it makes my job easier to coach, you know, to call Coach Harborough and, and Coach Baxter and say, I've got your next guy. And is, like, that, is that maybe why Brad Wing isn't one of your boys? No. No, Brad was just, he was doing his own thing before we sort of, you know, really got started. So, um, you know, he went to high school over there. So, you know, no issues there with Brad. He's just a different pathway of, of getting into it. So, um, yeah, but uh, I'd be disappointed if you don't hear another pro kick student at Michigan. At Michigan, beautiful. Fantastic. And look, I thought Blake handed him, handled himself outstandingly. Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough situation. After, after the mishap he had. And that, for the same token, I think Michael Dixon down in Texas handled himself superbly. Um, when he had one. And they're all having great seasons as well. So, Yep. The last thing we want to, to, to leave you with, Nathan, you have two of the the last two Ray Guy Award winners are yours with Hackett in 2014 out of Utah and Hornsey out of Memphis in, in 2013. You've got a number of kids going around at the moment and there's a lot of Australians kicking. Are you prepared to, to pick your 2015 winner? Well, um, I, I reckon we've got two options so far this year. If, if if we look at who may have won the awards weekly and who's had a good season and whose numbers are up, remember whether it's who our choice could win it or should win it. If you don't have enough kicks, you can't qualify. So there's certain things that might... Cameron Johnson's having a great season. On a very good team too. Um, on a very good team. Is he going to have enough kicks? Um, I think he gets overlooked a couple of times during the. Yeah, you know, I mean he's had a couple of 
you know, 50 yard averages and, and still sort of didn't win the award. And He's got some um, pretty Alex, shiny jewellery to have a look at, though. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, Alex Cannell had 10 punts last week and had a 49.8 yard average with about six inside the 20 and didn't win the weekly award. So, um, if I if I look at the playing field now and have a look at who's been winning the weekly awards, then you've probably got the only two. I mean, this is beyond the sand. Really, I'm not saying that there's no one else in the running, but the two weekly awards, which is Tom Ackett and also uh, Alex Cannell, then I think you throw in Cameron Johnson, um, and I would I would hazard a guess that. Um, I would hazard a guess that just based on pure punts, because Alex has had about four billion, that he would probably <laughs> be one that's um, a very good chance. He gets a bit of a workout down there at Wake Forest. For those <laughs> who don't know, they haven't haven't been a great team this season. Well, I think he's actually only got about three more kicks to go before he breaks the collegiate record. <laughs> like, as in the the record of punts for a college career. So I like check that one out if you. <laughs> It's, uh, that, that'll really look good nice. on a resume in the NFL. <laughs> well, he's had like seriously, he's had he had ninety five kicks every year for the last three years, and going the same again this year. And Cameron Johnson has thirty, so thirty to forty per year. So he's had like Alex has had like four careers. Yeah, the the Buckeyes just keep putting it in the end zone. <laughs> That's the <laughs> oh, biggest uh, difference. Dan Braxton Miller. <laughs> yeah, he's constantly scoring. <laughs> Look, Nathan, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Just before you go, um, if you'd like to, um, just a little bit about more, where, a bit more information about where someone could find uh, ProKick. Okay, well, obviously, we, uh, we've, got a, we've got a website, which is ProKickAustralia.com. Um, if people want to check out a little bit more uh, on a daily basis of what we do, our um, ProKick Australia Facebook is not a bad one, a resource to go. I think that... Kids are more visual these days and like to see the pretty pictures and lots of crowd and blah, and all of the noise that comes with that. Um, and yeah, to be honest, Nathan at ProKickAustralia.com is an email address they can. Do you know what? You need to get assessed because you just don't know how close you could be to um, possibly being in that position to go over. So um, if, as we say, if Tommy Hackett, a little five foot ten um, kid from Scotch, can run around and and be the best punter in college, well, maybe there's a few more kids that be in that position. Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time, Nathan. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.